This is not just another fitness podcast. Food is so much more than just fuel. Keep things simple. That goes for training and diet. Chips, cheese and hummus, you should try it. Don't take this stuff too seriously. Balance is just really not sexy. Eat plenty of fruit and veg. It's not rocket science. Having a six pack is just totally not worth it. That's a lie for a start. (laughs) (laughs) Walking every day has to be one of the best things you can do. Honestly, I hear this shit on a daily basis. Nobody got fat from eating too much fruit. Green peppers to rank. I do like a Snickers. Just be honest with yourself. Have you tried the Aldi milk chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. Honestly, if you're struggling, just ask for help. In most of my consultations, I actually don't talk about food. No, Diet Coke doesn't cause cancer. Sometimes you have to think about the effort versus the reward. Calorie deficits are boring, but they work. Oh my God, my gran used to take me to Wimpy. It's never too late to start lifting weights. You can take your Manuka honey and shove it up your... (laughs) That made me die. (laughs) (laughs) All this is going going on as well. Welcome to episode 36 of the Not Another Fitness podcast with myself, Andy, and across from me on Zoom as always. I literally just ripped my headphones out at that exact moment. I didn't know when you cued me in. That is staying in there. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm trying to be professional here. I'm trying to get a professional operation going. They've got Rambo's face on the screen going, "Ah, what's happened? (laughs) I could hear you talking. And I was like, with me. And I literally just grabbed hold of my headphones as I was reaching over and they came out of my speaker. So I was like, he's going to cue me in. Well, hello, everybody. It's me. It's Amy. Welcome to this nice, calm, serene podcast setting. Oh, well, there's nothing calm and serene about this fucking weekend, is there? <laughs> no, I mean, should we keep should we keep the intro brief? Because we've oh, just please we've, do. we've just we've just been speaking for, for 20 minutes about the uh about the lack of Christmas and tier four that we're both now in. <laughs> tier four. And the funny thing tier is, because I listen I listened to the uh to the previous episode this morning. So we're recording this on Monday. So this is a bit unusual for us anyway. So uh, a few days before Christmas, but we were kind of moaning at the start of the last podcast about going into tier three. Oh yeah, and now we're in a tier that wasn't, it didn't even exist three I days mean, ago. The memes that are going around are brilliant; they really are. But <laughs> the, the the Queen's a good one. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Where to fucking start? <laughs> um, just a quick question, and we'll crack on with what we're going to talk about today. But um, have you got any food in, mate? <laughs> honestly right the uh, delivery arrived we were so lucky we had one um we had one booked in but it went from you know a slightly bigger than normal delivery to like <laughs> yesterday being like right fucking hell get the freezer stocked up at least you got a slot mate so normally like oh. there was one um hilarious you know how sometimes you just you add shit in and you either forget or like you get yeah, more yeah, than yeah. you need so yeah something this is moving on to food prep we'll keep it nutrition based so i get like frozen um like these frozen chicken pieces they're like kind yeah. of like southern fried but they're like not too it's almost like a coating so they're like high protein yeah. taste good brilliant haven't been anything but there's two varieties of them and they're quite similar and i didn't realize so i thought well i'll chuck four in because that'll keep me but i've doubled up and got them both so sarah was unpacking it she's like you've got eight boxes of chicken <laughs> alongside a massive fresh chicken she's like how much chicken do you need i'm like oh god sorry about that couldn't send them back though no bring them in bring in the protein well we are going for the danger shop so first thing i did was get two (laughs) two overtime shifts at waitrose one on the 23rd and one on the 24th so if anyone in the bishop stortford area wants to come and see me in the click and collect tent i will be there (laughs) um so 23rd is the night it's getting done and the 24th i'm going to go around and get all the yellow labeled stuff and see what we're that see is gonna what's be left. supermarket sweeping it Super- is- i cannot bloody wait and i'm doing it on my own jack can sod off he can just unpack that's all i want him to do because we all know that the supermarket is my haven so i am gonna just enjoy the hell out of that i'm gonna spend like two bloody hours in there getting everything so we could be having turkey dinner and maybe a gammon as well or we could be having prawn stir fry who knows it could be anything i'm so excited it's the christmas lottery this year as long as there's a pig in a blanket (laughs) i do not mind Uh, i I think yeah that is like christmas come early for you though that's your ideal 
kind of Christmas oh, run up, surely. I've never, like, because we've worked all the time, I've never done the Christmas shop ever, ever big, as big an responsibility. adult. I've, I am so excited. Like, as much as sad as I am that I'm not going to see my mom, and believe me, I am devastated. I am so excited to do the Christmas shop. I'm so excited to run. Ra- Is that me or you beeping? Rambo, turn those notifications off immediately. I you. No, I'm on Do Not Disturb. That's got to be you. Anyway, it's definitely, um, you. definitely me. Um, so I'm so excited to do the Christmas shop. It's ridiculous. So excited. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what we're gonna get? <laughs> A lot of booze. I mean, without going into like kind of or rehashing the uh, the tier four debacle oh right, um, let's not go into it i was just gonna say like my heart goes out to anyone who can't be with family it is it is particularly shit but it is devastating but it's affecting we, everyone yeah as we were just saying it's one christmas the vaccine's on board 2021's around the corner some things are more important such as health so yeah you know so yeah look after yourselves and um hopefully we can uh provide some light relief for the next 30 or 40 minutes for sure so what are we talking about today andy well i feel like you should lead this one off mate because you sent you sent me this video didn't you and you said have a i look. did send you this video you said have a look at this andy just tell me what you think give me your impressions yeah um, so which you haven't actually done to be fair so this is going to be a good pod so i got sent this video from our head coach at the gym so the gym that I work at used to be a CrossFit gym, so CrossFit affiliated. So anyone that is not familiar with CrossFit, to actually be branded as a CrossFit gym, you have to pay a membership or a subsidy to CrossFit that they actually ask for every year. So we used to be CrossFit affiliated. We actually dropped it a few years ago. Um, so we are now just a we are now just called Lift Off Gym. However, we do specialize in like strength and conditioning and crossfit-esque programming so our programming is group formatted classes that do have elements of elements of crossfit about them so our head coach sent this gym sent this gym sent this video to our um group chat and it was basically jillian michaels whoever is familiar with jimmy jillian michaels so she is a female exercise and fat loss coach she was on the biggest loser in america um which has followed very biggest format um as the biggest loser uh, biggest loser in um the uk so she was one of the coaches and trainers and that and she is basically talking for about eight and a half minutes about why she doesn't agree with crossfit as a form of exercise what her issues are with it what programming what her issues with the programming is what the issues are with the coaches that deliver it and why she wouldn't recommend it to anybody and so we had a little bit of a chat in our group chat about it and it's there's been a lot of video response to it as well online from those wanky air quote fit pros Mm -hmm. um and i sent it to you andy and i was like what do you think of this what do you think what do you think about uh chatting about it on the pod so that's what we decided to do yeah, because it's, um, you know, when you have conversations kind of like in the industry and you have them so often that you kind of think they're played out and it's a bit boring and we've kind of, oh, we've been there, done that. So I kind of thought that, and so this isn't to like disparage our podcast topic, um, but like the CrossFit used to get, um, well, obviously it still does, but used to get kind of quite a lot of grief um, from from you know, other fit pros, other fitness professionals um, that, you know, for various different reasons that we'll go into, but I hadn't really heard a lot about or a lot of um, uh, kind of negativity about it for a while. Um, well, apart from the head guy, we, we won't go into that. <laughs> yeah, let's um, but, um, but yeah, it's so like my kind of overall uh, thoughts on her, um, her video were, I agreed with some of it and not others. I mean, it's just classic Andy kind of middle of the road <laughs> approach to things. And like with most things in fitness and diet, like the truth's normally somewhere in the middle. And that's probably, I think where I'm going to, um, where I'm going to come down on it. Um, but I'll be, did you, I was going to say, did you show your other coaches and PTs in the gym, the video? No, 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 I didn't. No, just I should do actually. I mean, that was actually going to be my next question. What was the general kind of tone uh, of response um, with the other coaches at Liftoff. Um, do you think it might be an idea to kind of like define 
what CrossFit is to start with? Because a lot of people might be listening to this thinking, I've never heard of this CrossFit. Yeah, I thought you did a pretty good job with your opening um, part, maybe if you want to kind of elaborate on it. Well, like, so CrossFit is a form of a form of strength and conditioning it's termed functional movement as well and the 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 kind of tagline that it it really like promotes itself with is um functional movement performed at high intensity um constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity you can tell that when you go and do the level one you get completely (laughs) indoctrinated and that's the thing people do tend to try tend to consider crossfit as some kind of like cult um because and that's not because we're you know completely addicted to it like it does become addictive and i would say like any form of exercise but it's it's very much community-based it's class-based exercise and it is what it says on the tin constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity however that is the part of the thing that i have a little bit of an issue with because it shouldn't always be performed at high intensity and then anyone the anybody that's ever seen the crossfit games so there's effectively like the olympics of crossfit where the fittest people in the world that have done all these massive feats of um fitness then go and compete against each other to be crowned the fittest on earth you know and it's it's become a real brand and a real thing and like Anyone that's ever been in a CrossFit box or got done a CrossFit workout, they'll probably appreciate how challenging that they can be. They involve a variety of highly skilled movements. There's always always an element of gymnastics, an element of strength, an element of muscular endurance, power, speed, balance, coordination, uh, Olympic weightlifting as well. So there's a lot of complex movements that fall under the banner of what is called as CrossFit. Um, And it has been bashed over the years for those reasons, for those, you know, the the ethos is that anybody can do it. And that's where I come from. Absolutely anybody can do it. Should everybody be doing these things as they are prescribed? Absolutely not. But the good thing about CrossFit is it's scalable for everybody. So it doesn't matter what your ability, what your age, if you've got injuries, there is always something you can do. And that is where we come from as a gym and that is where we always have come from as a gym so the thing about crossfit though is when you're in it you tend to get very defensive about it (laughs) because it's like anybody if you're a bodybuilder and it's like we've said this i think maybe on the last pod or the pod before andy we said like are we not past the point now where we can do everything like surely we can be a bodybuilder we can be a weightlifter we can do some gymnastics we can do some strength training we can go and run 10k like you know we want to be able to do everything but the good thing about CrossFit is it appreciates all those modalities, but anybody, anybody that bashes it. Mate, you just cut out there for that last so, part of it. Oh, did I? Sorry. Yeah, I was saying anybody that does do CrossFit becomes very defensive about anybody that bashes it. So um, when it got posted in our little gym group, some of the coaches were like, oh, well, you know, she's this and she's that and blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, she's, she doesn't, and there are some, there are some valid points to what she says. There are also a lot of considerations that aren't made about what she says. And that was what we tended to focus on because obviously we, we value the ethos behind it. But then um, the coach that actually posted it said, well, don't you think she's right? And we were all a bit like, well, yeah, she probably is right actually fundamentally all the things that all the things and all the points that she makes are completely and utterly valid however they don't give there's a lot of there's a lot of things that she there's a lot of kind of like what's the word I'm looking for there's a lot of considerations that she doesn't make there's a lot of um, questions that she doesn't ask as well that I'm a bit like that I think are actually important questions that we should ask of anybody that is delivering us with any kind of fitness or education with regards to training. And I think she does throw up some really, really good points. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of like, as well, we'll go. and things to think about if you are getting into it. Yeah. We'll, Sorry, go, go, on, as you we'll go through like kind of what, she, what she said, but I suppose like what you just outlined there, I mean, that's, that's kind of what separates um, CrossFit from say, um, 
even like circuit training or just general gym training, there is a structure to it, right? And it is group based predominantly. Um, and kind of you go into that, you know, if you have a group of, I don't know, like 10 people that go in, everyone's essentially doing essentially the same thing or following kind of a similar um, routine. Um, and, and that's, yeah, so that's kind of, versus going having like one-to-one with a PT where it's going to, the session is going to be completely tailored to you. Um, so that's, a, and I'd say another a thing for, so like for me is like, I'm completely like an outsider, right? So I've been to like a couple of CrossFit boxes, but I haven't um, like taken part or I haven't been like a member of a CrossFit gym and I haven't trained for any period of time in a CrossFit gym. So I'm kind of looking at it as a, I'm not invested at all. I just look at kind of the black and white of like what's in front of me and what people say. So when someone says to me doing, um, so does, this doesn't have to be CrossFit, but a highly technical lift to complete fatigue or form failure. I don't care if you're affiliated with CrossFit or just a coach or just someone who's wanted into a gym. I'm never going to think that's a good idea. <laughs> um whereas if you're competing in the crossfit games and it's a competitive environment and you're absolutely like on the kind of the edge of what you can do and it's to win it then yeah you'd probably would push yourself to get that extra rep out because <laughs> yeah. it's probably worth it exactly. um so that's yeah that's that's kind of where i come from it um but yeah should we go through what the what the video entailed because i think actually like one of the reasons why it's good to talk about crossfit is it's so massive and it's so popular that I'll come on to one question to ask at the end. I'll make a note of it is whether you think CrossFit's like a net positive or negative. Oh in, God. In, I in the industry. Yeah. Or would you want, do you want to start with that? Oh, I just think it's got to be a net positive. Yeah. As, For as everything like... that's bad about it. I think the positives just completely outweigh the negatives, you know, that sense of community, that shared experience, the fact that it's got people who are think that they can't do these things, doing these things, the fact that it brings people together over something that is generally good for your health, encourages, you know, fitness across way more than one modality. You know, it's, it's like all those things I just listed off. It's, it focuses just as much attention of the old lady who can't get up off the chair as it does for the man that snatches a hundred kilos over his head. Like I'm, anyone that can defy that and say that's a negative, like, I'm sorry, you're a moron, <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't even think it, it's that. I think anyone who thinks that's a negative has probably got some kind of like ax to grind with, crossfit or yeah or, or huge bias or, yeah, or had a so, bad experience yeah they're so attached to their own their own idea of what training should look like they've kind of closed their mind off <laughs> to to everything else because yeah. i think massively anything that gets like if you care it depends why you're in the industry like but if you care about getting people fitter and more active and healthier then anything that gets people up off the sofa is going to be a good thing um, yeah. and especially when you incorporate elements of skill so like, what do you want to do as a coach? You want someone to enjoy it. So like, as a really good way of doing that is have other people in there with them, like make friendships and pick things that are skill-based so people can work on them and get better and have that feeling of mastery. That's really important for like sense of fulfillment and stuff. So it's got, it's got tons of good stuff basically. So like, just as like a little kind of preface to this, like I'm someone who doesn't train in CrossFit has got no affiliation, but I think anyone who says that it's a net negative is probably being a little bit, uh, mean spirited at best yes. and a complete tool or biased or biased yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go through it then mate where do you want to start well she starts the video with haven't we been over this which i thought was hilarious because it's, yeah exactly jillian so why are you bringing it up again <laughs> yeah, do because... you have something to sell <laughs> yeah it's very very clickbaity so like this used to be all the rage you used to see like memes and stuff like that and um you know like i would say like the classic if I could like kind of create a picture of what like people who are trying to bash CrossFit, it would be, it would be a video of someone doing something with horrific form or someone like throwing up as they put squeeze the last rep out or something, something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, the fact yeah, that, but it, then she doesn't post a link. I was going to say, she doesn't post a link to her own crazy workout of her doing a dumbbell snatch while standing on a foam roller. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's safe. That's real safe, Jill. Oh dear. Um, she also opens up with um, 
so we've kind of bashed her a bit with the first bit. Sorry, the, sec- mate. the second part, she was saying that um, it's just her opinion, which I think is is fair. And and she kind of she makes the distinction between look, even though I'm just saying it's my opinion, you know, essentially she's saying my opinion should count for something because I've been in the industry, um, you know, for years and I coach, so I can't. Even though it is just an opinion, it's an informed opinion, not just I'm going to get online and you know blast out some clickbait video what do you think to that um yeah i mean that kind of makes sense to me i mean i i I don't i don't think that means like well that oh she's she's in the the thing is right again middle ground i think would i trust her over someone who's got zero experience in health and fitness well yeah i should if if it was just a case of knowledge based then absolutely yes but if i think she's got an ulterior motive or if she's coming at it from a slightly shady angle then you've got to be really careful. But I think um, I think that's worth saying before you kind of wade into anything, like just to say, look, I, I'm not saying you should believe everything what I say, but I am speaking from, I have coached people before and I have, you know, um, I have participated before. So it's not just- I But does that give her enough, just because she's participated a few times and coached people? Well, has been their experience does that give her the experience enough to be able to comment on it in the way that she has she has to there's no acknowledgement of her own biases or you know the own her, there's no acknowledgement of the the limitations of her own experience does that does that make sense yeah i don't know i mean she does say i mean like part way through the video i feel like i'm defending jillian now. <laughs> um she does basically say that she wouldn't herself coach um olympic lifts and gymnastic kind of style um she also then says that everybody that does that should should have a degree and she doesn't have a degree herself with what she again some good some bad remember i'm just saying (laughs) i i'm just trying to be devil's advocate as well yeah no i I love it i I think um yeah i mean i didn't i didn't agree with that point about the only people that should be able to coach it have got um i've got like a a sports or science degree and just to be devil's advocate as well i did agree with her in that to get your crossfit level one and be a level one coach which is what i have it's a weekend i mean the exam is very hard i'm not gonna lie it was even though it's multiple choice it was one of the hardest exams i've ever done (laughs) it's a massive you know textbook that you need to read but it is just a weekend and then they qualify you you go in and all of a sudden you're starting to coach these snatches, the cleans, the jerks, gymnastic movements. There's a lot of educational resources on the CrossFit website to help you do this, but it's only by exposure and experience that you actually become to be practiced at those things. And I've been in situations in classes before where I've had to coach a snatch and I know the person in front of me has been lifting a lot longer than I have for a start and I'm going to have to coach them and then critique their form. And it makes you feel very uncomfortable. But how do we learn? We learn through exposure. We learn through experience. We learn by trying to build up our knowledge. And I think that's the same for any fitness professional. If you just accept that this is where you're at, then that is always where you will be. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, there has to be a certain degree of professional development and personal responsibility for your professional development. And no more so than in fitness when things are changing all the time, all the time, and everyone is an individual. So yes, but all coaches start somewhere. All good coaches start somewhere. You know, it's... it's, it's very, should I, should I go and coach Matt Fraser, who is the fittest man on earth? I would not be comfortable telling Matt Fraser that his hips and shoulders aren't rising at the same time in a snatch. He's been snatching since he was like nine years old, for God's sake, just because I've got level one CrossFit coach above my name. That doesn't mean that I would, you know, go and coach Matt Fraser on how to snatch. Like I know the limitations of my own experience, but I think that's important for every fitness professional. Yeah, I don't think the I think the barrier to so the CrossFit certification again, you can speak to it a lot a lot more than I can, having been through it. I, I mean, I don't think this is exclusive to CrossFit. I no. think I, I I think this is um this is across the board in the fitness, the health and fitness industry. So whether it's CrossFit, whether it's personal trainer, whether it's fitness instructor, um, 
yeah, I mean, take your pick. I, I mean, me personally, I, I don't think, I think what are the, when she talks about someone having like a sports science degree, then yeah, obviously you, you've been kind of, you're in the the lab or you're, you show that you can kind of study for years on end and, and pass some exams and stuff. But ironically enough, right. And I'm one for, and I'm, I'm, I'm in one hand, I'm saying that I, I do think qualifications are really important, but if I had the three, if I had my degree, um, which was, which is sports studies, but there was like biomechanics and nutrition and stuff in it. Um, if I had my degree, my personal training qualification, so degree three years, personal trainer qualification was over four months um like intensive and then let's say the first two years of being on the gym floor i learned more on the gym floor oh of course i learned more i learned i mean like again the the textbook stuff you kind of you just have to that's kind of one of those things you just have to fucking do it you just have to change no like physiology's not changing like the anatomy is not changing but when you get someone walk up to you who's like, oh, yeah, I was in a motorcycle accident last year and I've got like these list of injuries. Fuck yeah. me. That's shit scary. Yeah. And, and then but like you said, you, you have to you have to start somewhere. Um, but I think because of that and because you're working with people like so with CrossFit, you, some of the movements that you're encouraging people to do or potentially getting them to work towards are more advanced. Um in my head, it's like, well, that barrier should be higher somehow, whether it's through examination or through time or through practice. I would say it's like a more practical experience. Like, I think you should have to like show X amount of hours, for yeah. example. That would make more sense. And I would completely agree. And I completely agree with Gillian from that point as well. But like shadow a coach or something. Yeah, like do you, do you know, completely. That, how they, I mean, to be, I don't know. I mean, maybe they do do it or maybe there are kind of people looking into it, but if you were going to get, if you were going to try and have a way of getting people to come through a, a standard, like you make that initial, you get really good coaches on board and then you yeah, get people to shadow them and then get them to sign off. Like, I always think it's a bit mad. Like I, I'm not a massive fan. So I don't, I'm not good or bad at exams. I'm just kind of like middle of the, like if I work hard, if I revise hard, I'll generally do well. Average not, Andy. Average Andy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but some people absolutely go to shit in exams and the day-to-day job you do not need um you're going to lean more into the coaching than you are the textbook and the theory yeah like so like it's not even we're not talking like oh it's about 50 50 it's not because anything you don't know you can go away and hopefully if you're a good coach you go away and you just look it up and it takes with google it takes seconds whereas that coaching nuance takes months and years to get and you're always you're Um, always learning with that always but that's the same don't you think you can apply that to coaching but you can also apply that to the athlete as well and I'm calling people athletes now like yeah just because a move is really technical it doesn't mean that like you shouldn't be doing it you know as long as it's not putting you in any danger as long as your body is capable of expressing that movement or that you know form of strength as long as you can physically hold the bar over your head you know there is no reason why on the most basic level that you should not be performing those movements if not and even if you can't express a level of strength you are still going to benefit from balance from coordination from speed you know from all the other things on that make up fitness from agility you know all the other things that make up fitness that are going to give you that skill you might never be able to snatch 100 kilos ever. That might not even be one of your goals, but you are still going to benefit from learning the technicalities behind some of these movements. A Turkish get-up, for example. A Turkish get-up is a brilliant one. So Turkish get-up, holding a weight basically above your face oh, from good lying luck. on the floor. Good, good luck. <laughs> this, will, this will test your coaching, yeah. your verbal coaching. Won't it? So like, from lying on the floor, you're <laughs> holding a weight above your face, usually a kettlebell because it's quite unstable, really actively pushing through that shoulder joint. You're basically getting up into a kneeling lunge position through a nice crunch through the abdominals, keeping that weight above your head, coming up to stand and then coming back down. How to do? I mean... Uh, I was I was gonna start being like really annoying no. then and being like oh what weight above your head what like like this shut your face <laughs> um, so yeah like really quite technical involves a different you know 
different bunch of steps. You might never be able to hold a heavy weight in that hand, but it doesn't mean that you can't still get the skill from just doing those with your body weight, you know? Can I, I tee you up for one here, Rambo? Oh, hit me, yeah. Um, uh, just as a quick aside, Turkish get up, absolutely phenomenal. Something that like you should, you could like, literally do it body weight and just practice it because Love it's it. just, yeah, like once you get it, it's like when people first, first start doing that, they're like, huh, what, where do I put my foot? Where's my hand yeah. going? Yeah, um, so something, challenging. Something that uh, our friend Julian said, at the start of the video was that gymnastics and olympic lifts um should be reserved for elite athletes oh, bullshit how do you get to be an elite athlete everyone starts somewhere that's, you know, such, a, so, that's such a good point like everyone starts somewhere and that's exactly what i've just said you know everybody starts somewhere how do you know like i think we can say this we can both say disagree with that yeah that's a yeah that's, of course that's, that's, that's unless you unless your parents tee you up from birth like you're doing with little jesus who's about to come out in a month <laughs> like you know unless your parents tee you up from birth to go into a field and you are fortunate enough at a very very young age to start to become proficient at that how do you know if you're going to be good or have a, a natural aptitude at anything unless you try you know how do you know no, you just I don't no, absolutely and, and you know what like you you get good the, the more you work with people as a coach you can watch someone uh, when they first come in um like will literally walk into the gym and you can think you you're gonna know what they're gonna be like mm. but until they start moving you haven't got a clue exactly. and they actually a lot of the time kind of surprise themselves yeah and they can surprise us and yeah. that's like I mean, that's amazing. Right. And, and, or maybe it's the other way. Maybe they're kind of, they feel confident and you're like, actually, do you know what? You need to take the weight down a little bit and work on this and this. And they're like, oh, wow. No one's ever said that before. And then yeah. technically you make them a better lifter. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's something that look gymnastics and Olympic lifts, they, the, the higher end of that. Yeah. Some of the hardest movements going, but it's not like, yeah, you have to go in and snatch a hundred kilos or you're doing, um, you know, you're up on the rings, like yeah. <laughs> holding different positions. Yeah. Like, and that's what I would say. When we see these movements in the public, so on telly, we see the most advanced physical expression of these movements. You don't go in and start from that point. You start from way down the scale. <laughs> yeah. Like you start from doing, you don't start by suddenly walking on your hands, doing handstand holds. You start by doing an FLR on the floor, front lean and rest. You start by walking your feet up a wall. You start by doing a pike handstand hold on a box. You start by doing shoulder taps. Like you don't suddenly start walking on your hands, just like you don't suddenly start snatching a hundred kilos. You know, it's, there are progressions. Um, I do want to mention one thing that I agreed with that she said, oh, and it be, and I think again, and I think she's limited this to CrossFit, but I think this is applicable across every kind of anyone that works with a coach or a PT should be asking these questions. And I don't think these questions get asked enough. So the first thing I would like to mention is we've already kind of touched on it is the qualifications of the coach that you're using, because if you do have a specific direction, you want to go in with your training, it's always very important to make sure that the person you are talking to is qualified. And I, you probably get this a lot with nutrition. I know I've got this a couple of times as well. The type of nutrition coaching that the both of us do is very specific um, and it requires a certain level of um, qualification. And even then there's certain people that we are not qualified to work with. Yeah. So for example, anybody that's got any specific types of eating disorder, anybody that can't uh, eat certain food groups because for their health, so they need to speak to a dietitian or a counselor or a therapist. So there's, but even then, you know, there are PTs out there that should not be giving out specific nutrition advice because they're not qualified, you know, and we, we speak to clients all the time that have had really bad experiences with PTs about their nutrition. She mentions the programming with regards to CrossFit. She mentions how it can be very random. Sometimes it can be very intense. You turn up on the day, you do the workout that's on the board. She says, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of for time workouts. So anything for time imp implies that it has to be done very quickly at a very high intensity. Not every workout is like that. You know, I've talked about this before on the pod, like intensity should be used as a tool. And that doesn't matter whether it's CrossFit or whether it's bodybuilding or whether it's 
circuit training or whether it's you know, any kind of programming for physical fitness intensity is a tool that is used after a period of foundation intensification and then like a progression you know um some boxes don't program they just will build these random workouts that look fun they bring everyone together but there's no kind of progression the best boxes will have some kind of programming and Gillian if you are going into a box as a fitness professional and you don't have a clue about the experience of the coach or you're not sure what the ethos is with the programming particularly if you're going back to that box a few times to do a few workouts why didn't you ask and I would say every client and every athlete should have some idea of progression with the exercise prescriptions that they're doing, whether it's from a PT, a CrossFit box, or whatever kind of exercise you are doing, there should always be some kind of progression. And if you're not sure about that, if it feels really sporadic, haphazard, you're starting to feel a little bit broken, you're not making progress. You know, if you've been there for six months, whether it's with a PT or a CrossFit box, and you're like, do you know what? I don't feel like I'm getting any fitter. I don't feel like I'm getting any better at the skills. I don't feel like I'm any stronger. I'm actually more injured. I need more rest because I'm broken. Then you'd not ask the right questions about the kind of exercise that you're partaking in. So I do actually agree with her with that. Um, and unfortunately, it is boxes that have very haphazard programming that have given the good boxes a bad name. Um, and yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I mean that. I feel last... like that was another Rambo's rant. Sorry, <laughs> you kept the lid on it, then, mate. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that though. Like, it's this is why you can't tar every coach or every um, CrossFit box with the same brush because it is it's down to the the coaching and the standard of coaching and then and also the standard of programming. Um, programming is important, um, and it's probably one of those things that maybe people don't necessarily think about when they first kind of step in, into a gym, like regardless of CrossFit or, or normal gym, they're just like, I want to get bigger. I want to get stronger. I want to lose weight. It's, it's kind of like, tell me what to do and I'll do it as many times, <laughs> you know, as many times as I can physically fit it in a week. Um, but the idea of programming is, I suppose it's a couple of things. One, you mentioned it is progression. Um, and the second one is is kind of making it long term so you're not getting injured and bust up after a couple of weeks so you're right um if you're if you're somewhere and it's been months and you're not making progression look you don't have to be progressing on everything all the time right i think that's important to say like if you find something that you get in a groove with and you enjoy it and you're not chasing numbers you're just like i just love doing this and there are some Zumba. there are yeah, there are some people that actually the main reason why they go to the gym or go to a CrossFit box or wherever is it's, they enjoy just training yeah. and just doing different things and just rocking up and oh, what's on the board today. Cool. Let's give that a go. And, and so that's fine. Like, so you don't have to have progression if you don't want, like if you don't care about it, you just want to go and have fun. That's great until you pick up a niggle or you get injured because there's zero structure. So you don't need every last rep program, but it does pay, I think, once you get to a certain level or once you're training multiple times a week, I definitely think this is the case. If you're, if you're training three days a week, you should program it uh, or have some kind of loose idea of like, um, even if you did the same workout three days a week, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but even if it was like, right, the first day I'm going to go a little bit heavier. The second day I'm going to go a bit lighter. And the third day I'm just going to do body weight and do skill work or whatever. And just put that on a cycle. Like programming is important and it's really difficult. So this is not something that I've got experience with, but trying to program effectively for groups is a lot harder than trying to program for one person, right? Well, of course it is, because if I work with an individual in the gym, I base my like next session or our next block of programming on what they've done previously or what we've sat down and discussed during a consultation. Well, if I have 10 people and five of them respond averagely, two of them respond amazingly, and three of them have a rough time with it and go backwards, well, then what do I do? How do I progress that? If, if we're halfway through a training block and per, you know one person's struggling, one person's flying, I know you can kind of, but so yeah, 
So ideally you tweak each person separately, but that is a lot of work. And that's yeah. a lot of, oh, well, if you can't do that one, just do that. And if you do that one, just do this. And if you do a few more reps on that and then we'll get the templates and we'll put that, it just gets a bit more, it gets a bit more complicated yeah. and it's less personalized. Yeah, and that's the problem. Well, that it's not really a problem because we manage to do it very well at our gym, but that's what we do at our gym. We yeah. have a very progressive program that is expertly built by our head coach. It's explained every week to the coaches that will be delivering it and also explained with the scaling options that are applicable for the types of members that we will have, you know, and we are lucky enough that we get to build these relationships with our members. So if I have Susan turn up, for example, every Thursday and Thursday is um, upper body day. And I know that Susan can't go overhead because she's got a shoulder injury. Then I'm like, oh, Susan, right. Okay. So for this workout, for this part, I don't want you to be doing this. You're going to do this instead because I know you can't do that, but you're still going to get a really similar response and you're still going to get a lot, lot out of the workout. And that's where we have the luxury with our, with our box and Lisa box with our gym, yeah. but like a lot of other gyms don't do it like that. And no. it's, it's really hard. It requires a lot of communication between coaches. It requires a really open forum. And it requires a lot of trust as well from the members to know that they're not going to get beat up. Um, but it also requires, I would say, a certain element of personal responsibility. So there are people that do just chase that intensity that will turn up and train over and over and over again through injuries like we talked about on previous podcasts, you know, because that's what they enjoy. And coming back to something that else that Jillian says, like, yeah, if you want to do CrossFit, like I wouldn't do it every day, but just do it like twice a week. Well, if it's programmed properly, you can do it every day. And I'm sorry, Jillian, don't you have a 30 day ab shred? I wouldn't be training my abs every day for 30 days. I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. Never mind laugh or do a Turkish get up. Like, you know, like it's just... <sighs> If it's progressive, if there's deloads in there, if the intensity is being used as a tool, if you're doing, you know, splitting your body weight so you're not actually overloading any one body part, then yeah, of course you can do CrossFit every day. It's bloody fun. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's kind of the blessing and the curse, right? In, yeah. right that's, that's it in a nutshell. If people love it as much as they do, um, and the people that are into it, like there's a reason why you described it earlier on as it, it can be seen as a bit cultish. I mean, that's yeah. true, right? Because people, you know, it's their whole, it's their whole identity and they want to do it and they've got friends there and the community and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Try Like, I, I think this all, even though like this, this conversation is based around CrossFit. I mean, these, to me, these are like training principles in general. Do you know what oh, I mean? Massively. Like the, the training every day, I'm a massive fan of doing something every day, but doing the same thing, probably not. And doing the same thing at high intensity, definitely not. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And like people, you have to talk about like taking personal responsibility. Like if you, if you've got like a bunch of injuries and you're, you know, struggling with certain movements and you're like, like I wouldn't be jumping in. So this take CrossFit out of it. I wouldn't be going doing like a circuit class or something with a big group of people. I'll be like, do you know what? What I need is one-to-one -one, like care and attention to get myself to a level to then be able to do a group class. That's a bit more mm. intense, let's say. Yeah. Um, and like when you join our gym, for example, if you've never done anything before, you actually go through six PT sessions. Yeah. You have that one-on-one -on -one. and some people are like, oh, I just want to jump in the classes. And it's like, no, these are really important sessions. A, so you build a relationship with your coach. B, so you understand how you move. And C, so when you do get in a class, you're confident, you have confidence in your own body and what it can do. And so you're not putting yourself at risk of injury. And I think people see the one-on-one -on -one stuff as a bit of, you know, a bit of an unnecessary expense, but that's the most value you can place in your own body is actually giving it that personal one-on-one -on -one attention by working with a coach or a PT that will cater stuff to you and and tell you a little bit more about you know your specific starting point yeah absolutely absolutely like how how you progress someone when they first come through the door like those first few sessions are like are the most important like hands down 
because part of it, you know, you've, you've got all the technical stuff like explaining the lifts or explaining the movements, but like build, like you, again, you've already said it, confidence, building that rapport, giving them confidence, kind of giving them agency over what they're doing. Um, yeah, you won't do a better thing as a coach than that. Um, and then mm -hmm. it's like icing on the cake after that you know, the programming and the getting better at lifts, that's kind of the, almost like the fun stuff after that. But once you get someone who's confident and kind of masters those basics, um, yeah, you're in a good, you're in a good place. Um, yeah, we've covered the one about your coach should have a degree in exercise science. What about this kind of reputation that, I mean, again, we suppose we've covered it to a certain extent, but the reputation that CrossFit is like, yeah, if you do CrossFit, you're going to get injured. Or like, she was like, oh, everyone, everyone who I know has done CrossFit uh, has got injured. Um, there is a high rate of injury. Again, I would say that's probably down to bad programming. I'd also probably say that's down to the keenness and overexcitedness of the individual <laughs> because it's addictive. It's absolutely addictive. It's, the community it's the social aspect it's your friends it's the fear of missing out when I first started I used to sit in the car before the workout and this the workout was never released you never knew what the workout was till you turned up so I used to sit in the car and I'd get this like pre-crossfit anxiety I'd be like oh my god oh my god I don't know what it is I don't know what it is and I threw myself into it massively and yeah I did get injured because that was my own foolishness because I was completely addicted I trained through pain I pushed myself harder than I should have done. You know, I, it became a place I met my, I've met my best friends through that gym. I met my boyfriend there, you know, so it becomes something you want to do all the time. And it's like anything though, when you're not doing it, you feel like you're going to go backwards. So often you do train through pain. You do push yourself, you know, like I did probably try to snatch before I could power snatch you know I did probably try to back squat more than I could you know working through my poor range of movement and there's almost an element of like anybody that's a good fitness professional will advise properly and stop you from getting injured like there is a high rate of injury because there's a high you know technicality and skill element but like I said already there's also the personal responsibility of the individual to not put themselves in a situation where they're going to get injured. And there's also the coach's responsibility. Like there's people in my gym that will always be injured. There's people <laughs> in your gym that will turn up yeah, yeah. and will always be injured. I don't think that's actually specific to CrossFit. I just think CrossFit gets a bad rep because maybe the injuries are slightly worse because of the high technicality of the movement. I've seen some pretty awful power, power lifting injuries, you know, and like torn muscles. Yeah. I've seen, I've known like muscle strains from bodybuilders that have kept them from doing certain movements for months, months and months and months. You go into YouTube and you can find many a gym fail video. Oh, and a lot God, of those aren't it. from CrossFit. Some of them no. are grim as well. Oh, some of them I got like the leg press ones. No, don't. Knee. No, I know. Like, I, I, know. I, can't, but like, I can't. I can't think of it. it makes yeah. me feel yeah. squeamish. I won't watch it. I won't watch it. So like, yeah. I, I, that I think, that that yeah. you've basically you've kind of said what was on my mind there pretty much with the with the injuries. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just there's too there's too many variables that go into it into people getting injured. So when she said, "Oh, everyone who I." Um, everyone who I knows into CrossFit got injured. I mean, I don't think I know anyone. I don't think I know anyone who hasn't had an injury doing something. One, Do you know what I mean? One of my it's clients. Like... Right, okay. Is this a CrossFit injury then, Gillian? One of my clients, I saw her for PT the other morning in the gym. She comes to the classes. She messaged me the other day going, oh, I'm really sorry. I've injured myself. I can't do classes. I chopped my finger off chopping a carrot. Like, would that count as a CrossFit injury, Gillian? Uh, like... Yeah, she's, she's enrolled at CrossFit exactly. gym, so that's it. Do you know um, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the COVID cases. Do you know what I mean? I was hit by a bus. Yeah, it was COVID though. Yeah, did you, <laughs> did you test positive five days before? Chalk it up COVID. as COVID. Um, 
Yeah, I think with injuries, because I think that's actually, it's quite an important topic that though, because I think injuries um, or fear of getting injured is a big barrier to a lot of people setting foot in the gym. So yeah. people hear, oh God, oh, I better not go, better not go to CrossFit. They make you like juggle barbells and stuff or standing on a Swiss ball or something. When actually I think, so I think the reason why CrossFit gets a bad rap there is yeah, when something goes wrong, and you're snatching your body weight overhead. If that goes wrong, that kind of looks a bit spectacular and can, and can go very wrong. Whereas can I just say though, got, if you've got the expression to snatch your body weight overhead, it's very unlikely that you're going to be doing that with poor form because you'll have been taught the technicality of that lift so well that you should be doing that with good form. Otherwise, it's very unlikely that you'll get that over your fucking head in the first place. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> you um, know? Yeah, so, but, but like, but you take my point, even like the gymnastics. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's like, it can just look, even if it's not like someone getting injured, like someone, it's just those movements done badly look awful. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas someone doing, I don't know, like not doing their yoga correctly, it's not quite as dramatic. So there's that. Um, but like I said, yeah, everyone who I, regardless of whether, whether they've got a gym membership or not, everyone's got injuries, everyone's got niggles and aches and pains. And I think when it comes to people like training based injuries, if anything, like I wouldn't want to, um, you know, fall over when I'm doing a back squat, for example, but some, you know, sometimes shit happens, right. When you're in the, when you're in the middle of a lift, whereas if I got an injury through poor programming, that's almost more negligent on my part because oh, it, because yeah. that's like death by a thousand cuts and you haven't you haven't felt it coming on and you've just kind of been a bit pig-headed and just oh no fuck it i'll push through and get a few more reps out it's mm. like the boiling frog thing have you heard that no so like if you put a frog in boiling water it will jump straight out i don't know if it's true it's probably like an urban myth but mm. if you put a frog in water and heat the water up it doesn't realize Oh, and it dies. So it's so it's like if you just keep slogging away at it basically and kind of ignoring it, then that's then you can end up with a horrendous injury off the back of that just through like repetition. Mm. Um so that's that's definitely personal responsibility there. Like if you're feeling pain, something doesn't feel right, and you just keep pig-headedly just going for it or not listening to your body, that's kind of on you. And some people are like, Yep, that's the deal I've made. I'm just going to, I love doing it so much. It's worth it. But then you've got what facility you're at. So if you're just like, well, the people at the facility told me to follow the program, well, then that's a bit on them. And then, you know, but again, like, so if you're, if you're a more advanced uh, trainee, then you should have the confidence and the knowledge within your body to be like, mm, actually, yeah, I, don't, I shouldn't be doing that. Whereas if you're a ranked novice, you don't know. You're like, oh, well, they told me to do it. Yeah. I trusted the coach. So we get like the last thing I've got written on my little pad of notes, made notes again, is hire a good coach underlined. And she does make that she makes that point at the end of it. It's like yeah. hire someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. Um, and the problem with that, as we've discussed before, is how do you know what makes a good coach? Yeah. Is it the guy that lifts the most? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean? And this is the problem with a lot of CrossFit boxes because, and maybe not even CrossFit boxes, maybe just like, this is the problem with fitness industry in general, historically. You have a good body, people think you're a good coach. <laughs> yes, that's the classic. Do you know what I mean? That's the absolute classic. I've been to a CrossFit box before in Australia and I went with one of my colleagues and we went, turned up and it was like a, a, a partner wad, but like in groups of three. So the coach like tells us the workout tells us the movement standards sets us all off and then buggers off and starts doing his own workout and I turned around and obviously as like a coach I turned around and was like why is he over there doing muscle ups sort like, yourself out mate get over it you know when you're like oh there's like no coaching going on here whatsoever like Coaching is trying to encourage people to progress and be better than they were before, keep them safe, make sure they're enjoying themselves. You know, it's just like, I, it just was bizarre. And unfortunately there is quite a lot of, not just coaches in boxes, but like PTs out there. You know, we've all see, heard the stories of like PTs pretending to video their clients form and they're actually on Snapchat or they're like texting and stuff like that goes on, unfortunately. And it is 
hire a good coach, but also don't be afraid to ask questions. Fitness is one of those industries where we instantly just seem to put some, put our trust in somebody because they look good. That could be genetics. Yeah. So I've known some amazing coaches that don't have the best bodies in the world. That's, and that's okay. We should be in a world that is accepting of everybody, but also asks questions of where somebody is at. Yeah. And I think if you, if you are like genetically blessed, let's say, and you love training and that's your route into the, into the industry, that does not necessarily make you a good coach, right? If anything, it doesn't make you a bad coach, but it, but it probably means that you're going to have to work extra hard, probably less on the muscle ups and more on your empathy sensitivity. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But I'd also just want to say on the flip side that even though the athlete and you should be asking questions of your coach, the coach should be asking questions of you as well. If you turn up to a box and the coach doesn't ask you anything about any kind of injuries, anything about your fitness history or your training history, what have you done before? Anything about, have you, you know, you, even your level of stress, you know, like how many times are you training? Like all these things matter especially when you're going into a type of fitness environment that on the whole and I'm talking very generally now promotes intensity and they're not asking you any questions about your basic physiology then that would be ringing alarm bells for me as well yeah no absolutely and I I think a lot of this um comes down to it's not the brand of gym it's not like the CrossFit gym or the bodybuilding gym or the powerlifting gym. It's, it's about, it's about the coaching, mm. right? This, this is where I think if you're going to take anything away, like if, if you look, if I don't know, if you've researched CrossFit and you are, you're kind of on the fence with it, um, if it sounds appealing, like the format and how it's laid out, go along and speak and speak to someone there. Um, but on the, yeah, like I said, on the flip side, if you think you want, um, that's maybe not what you're looking for. Like it, you could have like the, you could have the best facility in the world, you know, like pristine kit, everything's just amazing. If you've got a shit coach in there, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Or you could have a spit and sawdust, literally like someplace with one squat rack and a rusty barber. If you've got a good coach, that is just, that's what you should be investing in. Yeah. And like the gym that I work at, we're not the fanciest in the world. We've been around for a long time. You know, some of the equipment is slightly tired, um, but the level of expertise that goes into our programming and goes into our coaching and goes into how much we actually care about our members is incredible, absolutely incredible. And that is what makes the service we provide invaluable and very different to what other people are offering. And you should be, if you've chosen to make this investment in your own health and you should be asking questions about the people that are charging you this money and providing you with the service so amen to that rambo amen to that well said um i think i think we're done mate i think we're done good old it did make me laugh though what you said when i saw you the other day when you were like i'll watch that julian michaels video what the hell was she wearing like bullshit she just turned up onto camera (laughs) yeah i like the way she tried to present it as oh this is just dark enough off the cuff kind of recording when she looks absolutely pristine and i think uh, to uh to pinch your phrase she looks banging she looks banging <laughs> absolutely banging like hair done makeup beauty she's about 50 and she's honestly she's got less wrinkles than i have like she's wearing this like all-in-one pink nike bodysuit although one of our coaches did make me laugh she was like she said First thing I thought about that video is she needs to pull her trousers up. That, I mean, that's, <laughs> exactly, trousers. That's, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, this is a little bit provocative. Yeah, um, exactly. Funny that. <laughs> hey, you send it to me. I just, wa- I just watched the videos, Rambo. You send them. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, that, yeah that, I think that, we've done that. That was funny, though. You, you are, you're very right. I'm, I'm not having that. I'm, I'm not, not having, having that. that, like, off the cuff. I'll, I'll, me and you should do a off the cuff first thing in the morning. <laughs> See what we look like when we do we do. I've done two podcasts now where I'm slightly hungover. I'm not doing another <laughs> off the cuff one. 
yeah that'll be strictly audio only I think off the cuff for me I'll look like an absolute glamour puss you won't know who's turned up you'd be like what (laughs) who's she right oh look at look Sarah's trying to sneak in now I know we know Sarah we know we've got to go (laughs) right and on that note that's uh that's me that's my that's my call that's your cue to go for sure that was fun I enjoyed that it's been a pleasure it has been a pleasure now we are going to do the Christmas party pod it is probably going to be a little bit delayed because of current (laughs) circumstances but it is coming do not worry yeah, well, that'll be a that'll be a post Christmas party bod, I think, mate. For sure. That's for the sure. one. Sure. Right. Take it easy, you. You too. And I will. Uh, yeah, we'll see you again soon. See you all again. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Not Another Fitness podcast. Andy and I really do appreciate all your feedback and questions that you take the time to send us. If you really like the podcast and you're listening via Spotify or another platform, please share it either via Instagram, Facebook or direct with anyone you think would enjoy it. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please pop down, give us a five star rating and a little review. We really do love reading all your feedback. And if you want to follow us over on our socials or get in touch with us direct, you'll find me over on Instagram at Coach Amy Rams with a Z. And you'll find Andy over on Facebook at his Facebook group, Eat, Move, Lift, Enjoy. And as long as you're not an absolute tool, he'll probably accept you. And they were his words, not mine. <laughs>